1: Belay. Our flag means death. Episodes 1, 2 and 3. Impossible birds, red flags and the innkeeper are over, but we're just getting started. Ain't I that soup bee, Sarah Carradine? We decided not to swear in the introduction. With an indestructible little bugger. Apparently bugger's okay. Brooklyn said, Hey, Brooklyn.
0: Hi, Sarah. This is not what it looks like. Depending on what you think it looks like. It
1: looks or what you think is a swear word. <laughs> and rounding out our crew, it's head of ongoing training and education, Grace Leader. Hi, Grace.
0: Hi. Have I ever told you
2: guys I have perfect aim? Yes.
1: Yeah, many often. Many, oh. many, <laughs> yeah. many times. Yeah. yeah. Did I? <laughs> yeah. You, you said it before we started recording. Oh. It's weird how it's come up out of context in so many <laughs> conversations. That's right. <laughs> We are recapping Our Flag Means Death with full spoilers for any episodes which have dropped, which includes references to the first season. Watch the series on Max in the US and binge in Australia. Subscribe to the feed so you don't miss a minute of our coverage. Postshowrecaps.com slash Our Flag Means Death. And if you have a moment to rate and review, please do so. It makes a huge difference. So we're covering three episodes today. Let's get to the headline.
2: Should I say just very quickly, not only are we in your podcast feeds, we are on video on youtube.com slash post recap. So come and join us. In front us. of come your watch. eyeballs.
1: Yeah. I forgot to um, put on my lipstick.
2: Oh, well. I know. Here's the thing that many people have been a little bit annoyed. I keep getting little sneaky messages as people are like, oh, I thought you were alive. I will say we are, we are pre-recorded, everyone, uh, for today's <laughs> podcast. So if you're yes, chatting in the chat. at your leisure. But appreciate it but is
1: specific. <laughs>
2: pre-recorded right. but
1: unedited
2: we don't get um live wi-fi on the revenge we have to like send it out and get it uploaded yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, all we're all together in the it. same room contra- yeah. contrary <laughs> to what you're looking at <laughs>
0: uh but then we have to ship that out quite that's literally right. that's right. Uh, to, to get the video to the internet in that's in right. 17th century yeah and also the, <laughs> and so the feed cranked.
2: The feed, I should just say, posterrecapscom slash our flag means death. You can also search our flag means death, uh, post Show recaps in uh, the podcast app of your choice. It should pop up. Sometimes it takes a little while to get going as we try to fill in the episodes into our feed. So yeah, that might be the easiest way to find us. Marvelous. Yes. So when
1: we last saw our crew at the end of season one, Blackbeard thought that Steed had abandoned him. Izzy marooned most of the crew on a very, very small island. Jim and Frenchie were kidnapped and forced to stay behind aboard the Revenge. Blackbeard pushed Lucius overboard and Steed found his crew on that very, very, very small island in the middle of the big, big, big ocean. Now Steed, Olawande, the Swede, Wee John, Black Pete, Roach and Buttons are working for Spanish Jackie at her tavern. Well, most of them are working. The Swede is husband number 20. We meet Susan and Auntie, who run a soup stall on the Republic of Pirates. But Susan is, in fact, the pirate queen, Zheng Sao, and she buys the crew from Spanish Jackie. They set sail on her ship, the Red Flag, finding a markedly changed Lucius already on board. You guys, Lucius is alive!
0: The bearded Lucius. <laughs> uh, aboard the Revenge, things have taken an extremely dark turn, with Ivan dead, a moment for Guz Khan. He'll be missed. Pause. Moment over, and the rest of the sporting, uh, and the rest sporting the most intense smoky eye seen this side of an Alice Cooper concert, of which I have been to a few. <laughs> they are pillaging and plundering and interrupting wed- weddings. They're interrupting weddings. They are. Uh, Blackbeard has lifted his embargo on killing. When Izzy tries to appeal to his better nature, reminding him of Seed. Blackbeard shoots his leg and instructs Frenchie to kill him. Frenchie is now going to be the new first mate. Jim and a new lady pirate, Archie, played by Madeline Sami, who was on Taskmaster New Zealand. I couldn't figure out why she looks so familiar. Mm -hmm. And a show called Deadlock, which I don't know, tend to Izzy, cutting off his leg to save his life. Driven to madness by grief and a pretty serious rhino horn addiction, Blackbeard steers the revenge into a storm, smashes the wheel, and threatens to fire a cannonball through the mast. The crew subdue him with a shot from a pistol fired by Izzy and a cannonball to the head. The red flag comes upon the revenge in an extremely sorry state. Steed, Buttons, Wee John, Black Pete, Oluwande, Oluwande, Roach, and Lucius are delighted to be reunited with Jim, Frenchie, and Fang, but they are curiously subdued and their story of marooning Blackbeard on an island doesn't ring true.
1: But we see Blackbeard has washed ashore and is being tended by Hornygold, his his old and much-hated captain. As Blackbeard realises he is in the gravy basket, hovering between life and death and must make a choice, he finds no reason to live. He declares himself to be unlovable. Auntie finds the body of Blackbeard in a secret room on the Revenge and Susan is going to execute Jim, Frenchie, Izzy, Fang and Archie for mutiny. Steed stages a jailbreak and the crew zipline from the red flag to the Revenge, taking the red flag's wheel with them. As Steed mourns over Ed's body, calling his name, we see Ed under the sea holding his breath, Watching in amazement as Steed, a glorious merman, swims towards him, until they meet. On the revenge, Ed opens his eyes and gasps. <gasps>
0: well, and I cried a yeah, lot. We all I cried, sobbed all the way through. Yeah.
2: Can I? Can I say so? um our flag means death has a very interesting release schedule it is three two two one classic survivor vote if you will Mm um i stole that joke from mike bloom just so you know um which um i thought was interesting and and there has been amazon prime really likes the three episode drop i haven't seen max do it that much um and I kept being like, no, I think it makes sense because then you get like the last, so we'll get two episodes next week. We'll get two the week after and then just the finale on its own. And maybe it's like an extended episode or whatever. But I did think dropping three here rather than doing two, 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 two was a good choice. I think this ending to like week one of our flag means death is, is quite strong. And I think a good choice to get basically Blackbeard and Steed back together by the end of week one. I don't know if you agree.
0: Structurally, I feel like it really mirrors- the like full official appearance of blackbeard mm-hmm. but in in season 1 which right. doesn't come until the episode of, ep, until the end of episode 3 right um you know we were sitting here going where's taika waititi yeah. in yeah. this taika waititi show yeah where we know he plays blackbeard uh and he finally shows up at the end of episode three so i feel like structurally in terms of the parallels between the two te- seasons like our main character that is the relationship between these two has like fully shown up here at the end of the third episode
2: but Sarah, it's it's built for like this to be memed and drawn and fanficed about on twitter for the next week right
1: We've been waiting since Pride. They announced <laughs> season two at Pride. They yeah. made us wait. So yes, perhaps we like we like being held in suspense. Yes, I like the structure. I think it's extraordinary. <clears throat> Excuse me. These episodes are a scant half hour, and I didn't even go into. We didn't even go into half of what happened. Writing the headlines, which is what we're going to do going forward, giving you the headlines. There was so much else in there. Of course, this is not a two-screener show, everybody. The richness of the design, which we'll talk about, and the the lines, watched it twice, of course, so that I could bring you a beautiful recap. And the things that I missed the first time round or relished hearing again were extraordinary. I can't contain myself in my admiration of this work, both... Um, Both its technical prowess, the writing prowess, and the heart and the story that it's telling. This is certainly a much darker, Our Flag Means Death, right from the gate. Zed, what did you think of the new cast here? Susan, Auntie, Archie, and a character I didn't mention called Ricky. Some wonderful (laughs) actors who I can mention by name. Uh, Madeline Sami, as you said. Anapella Politiavo as Auntie and Rubio Khan as Susan, also known as the pirate queen who who conquered China. How did you feel the new characters integrated?
0: Uh really well. And of course, I'm thrilled to see more women on a show that is, for all its historical inaccuracies, hmm. largely sticking to the it's a bad, it's bad luck to have a woman aboard a ship trope. Um, And given that we're probably not gonna get Mary or the widow brigade back at home anymore, uh, it's nice to see some other women joining the cast um, I thought Madeline saw me as Archie was so funny I really enjoyed her we have no explanation for where she came from she's just here and I love it um, I'm absolutely obsessed with the pirate queen I think she's incredible the way she's just walking around like no this is how we do things and it's not a big deal and like yeah I'm a badass but you know Badass who can flip on me
1: oh so isn't that sad it's been a day oh, you've been a <sighs> day it's been
0: a day <laughs> such a like speaking as a babysitter such a babysitter <laughs> talking to a toddler I'm like I know it's been a lot you're four and you had to go to school all day I get it
2: I constantly That's, tell it, my nieces okay. in face, like, oh
0: my god your life is so hard <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard they don't know sarcasm yet,
2: yeah, that's right. <laughs> um,
1: Grace, how did they strike you, these, these new pirates?
2: I think it's a really good point in terms of adding a lot more women to the cast. Is something that I think, for as like progressive as this show is, in terms of it being this queer pirate show that showed up, um, and 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 losing, you know, Mary. Also, like, um, uh, Jackie is here in uh, Spanish, Jackie's here at the beginning, but I don't know how much time consistently we're gonna spend with Spanish Jackie so adding people to the ship I like this idea um with Susan as well uh Susan uh our, our pirate queen basing it off a real um uh person like a, a historical figure who ch- she was a Chinese pirate uh, uh in the South China Sea so that's kind of fun to get to play into the same notion of like um Steve bonnet and and blackbeard I think is a is a fun choice um They're great. They're a delight. And I think it's always going to be tough to be sort of like, you know, there's the lost term of the others, right. Who are like, you know, suddenly in season two, it's like, we're going to bump up the cast. I'm making a bunch of new people. And it's tough to come into an established show and, and be as beloved as the sort of original people we fell in love with. And so I thought that these characters did a good job of, um, you know, fitting into the world we love, and in some cases, you know, I'm interested in their stories as much, if not more, than some of the people in the original cast. So, and we know
1: that to come is Minnie Driver as Anne Bonnie, another historical figure. So there's there's another powerful woman that we're about to see. So I think this, I was pleased to see new characters, to see them integrate so well. I think particularly Archie to. Go into that very tight knit crew, tight knit as characters, but also tight knit in our hearts. Like they're the ones that we that we love and we follow, and that Archie looks like she's always been there. Just always been there.
0: Yeah, they like they don't make a big deal of her showing up. They are just kind of operating like she's been there the whole time. Um, and I really enjoy her dynamic with Jim and then I also really enjoy Susan and Auntie having their own like established relationship and dynamic that's being brought into the the complicated tapestry that is all of these other established characters and the way that Aluande is uh sort of in the middle of that in many ways um, it's like a, it's a very d- delicate web of of all these relationships but the ensemble of this show is so strong um, and, re- and like, deep. Like, there's a lot of people involved in this show that we know by name that we love. Um, so it's nice to see them all get some moments, like, little moments here and there to shine with their own subplots along the way.
1: It strikes me that in these first three episodes, the overarching theme is transformations. We have physical transformations, like Izzy loses a leg, uh, Lucius has a beard. But there's also transmogrifications. There's quite a lot of the supernatural, which we did have in season one, but the supernatural elements are definitely boosted with this season. Auntie recognises Buttons as a sea witch who has Mm -hmm. transformed herself into a mere man. Buttons does not... uh, tell her that he isn't and so he actually might be we Uh we know he can do it we can he can put a hex and talk to seagulls so maybe maybe he is a a a sea witch and the story that jim tells a crying fang fangs not 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 having a very good fangs having a day he's (laughs) finding all the killings difficult he finds that when ivan was killed Blackbeard didn't even blink. It's very, very upsetting. So, so funny Jim Bang
2: has been around Blackbeard's crew for forever. <laughs> he would be used to this intensity, but everyone seems to get aboard the gentleman pirate's way of living. And Now that he's going well, back to this, uh, this darker tone, you know, it's like, no, thank not you. just
1: that, but I think it also gives us the idea that a lot of Blackbeard's reputation was reputation. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, and that this yeah. is
1: a major change now we see him point blank shooting someone and it was such a moment in season one when we, we found out that he'd never killed anyone after he killed his father but Jim comforts Fang with the story of Pinocchio doing the voices mm-hmm. which is when Archie falls in love with them and well falls in love in a pirate way and it's also a story of transformation so let's look at some characters who've changed and some that I would say haven't changed, which is also marvelous that they've been through a lot and are still the same. Grace, what what were you noticing about the characters that we knew before from season one?
2: One thing I was going to say is uh, regards to like Izzy losing a leg here, Lucius returning um, Blackbeard, ultimately by the end of of three episodes, like not dying. I do think it's very funny because I think that there has been A trend over the last little while of mostly prestige dramas about like the idea of like death on TV and whether or not like there are stakes. And when you fake out from death, a lot of times, how like a little bit like meaningless, like like, there's no stakes on your show if you're not. And this is a show that I was like feeling the total opposite. I was so happy when Lucius shows up um, and he has a beard. And I think. I almost think that, like, I really liked him last season, but I felt like the seriousness, talking about, like, the darker tone. I loved Lucius here, of, like, showing back up. And I just wanted to comment that, like, I feel like this is a show that I don't want to lose any actor who's on the show. I want them all to be on the show forever. I'm so happy that Nathan Foad is, like, back as Lucius. So, uh, as opposed to, like, these other shows where I'm like, oh, my God, will you please just kill off a character? <laughs> <laughs> like, stop faking us out. And I have the opposite feeling here. Um, but I loved this you know, he comes back and is like, you know, especially talking with Steed about who Steed is like fawning over, over um, uh, Blackbeard. And I feel like Lucius has had like the most grown up, you know, is, is the most grown up from season one to season two in terms of being so frustrated that nobody is talking about the fact that like Blackbeard ruthlessly tossed him off of... um off of the boat and and tried to kill him. And the fact that now they're like just willing to accept that they would like Blackbeard to come back. Um, I thought Lucius was like fascinating um, in the episode where he, he returns and gets to hang around.
0: Yeah, he's gotten, I mean, as the show has in general, a lot darker. Uh, he still has his sarcastic humor and says like, Oh, Steve Bonnet's going to give me a relationship advice. <laughs> um but he, he's he been through a lot. He's lived a lot of life uh, since last we saw him. Um, I mean, everybody has, but it feels like Lucius in particular has has been through some things and seen some things since since the last time we saw him being pushed off the edge of a boat. Um, and I agree, Grace. We've certainly talked about on other shows like. Yeah, if nobody dies, there are no stakes. And then what, or what like do seeing we have to someone be die about? and
2: they come back and they're like fully fine and you're like, that's annoying. but in this show yeah. the exact opposite.
0: <laughs> but also they've been through things and like right. they've gone to the brink of death. That's right. And and that has caused some changes that matter, you know. Clearly, when they hit Blackbeard over the head with a cannonball, I was like, he's not gonna be dead. Yeah. They're not gonna kill him in the third episode of season two of this show. Um but uh, some shows put past would. Them. But this is not Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's right, for yes. one thing. Thank God. Mm. Um, but there will be consequences to that assault on his person, and we saw right. that in this in this episode already. It in his like. You referenced loss with the others. This, yeah, this trip right. to to the gra- the gravy basket, purgatory <laughs> yeah. basket. Yeah. I've never heard call- purgatory called the gravy basket before, uh, but it did sort of feel like this Jacob versus Man in Black. We mm-hmm. were dead the whole time. He's not dead. What's going mm-hmm. on? You can't kill me. Um, sort of situation that did remind me of loss, and I even wrote that down as I was watching the episode.
2: All roads lead to Lost, apparently,
1: <laughs> to and from.
2: Uh-huh, on
0: this on this network for sure.
2: <laughs> who who for you, Sarah, who was the most interesting transformation for you?
1: Well, I think Izzy, it, we've we've long been Izzy stands uh, and uh, and stands of many, many of the characters. Love them all. It's always hard when you pick one and then you go, but hang on, I like everybody. But I think Izzy's transformation, not just physical transformation, but emotional transformation, is absolutely fascinating. And this wonderful actor whose name escapes me, Con, Con O'Neill. O'Neil. We Con we O'Neil. mostly
2: love Izzy because Vico Ortiz was obsessed with Con O'Neill. <laughs> That's why yes. we love it. Like we can't you can't lose
0: Con O'Neill for the show. Vico
2: Ortiz will be devastated. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: But uh,
0: extremely to Con O'Neill's credit, yes. you know, we have this opening scene of the first episode. And you can tell right away that this is a dream, that this is not real, and it's being overacted and like played for comedy. But at the same time, what makes comedy work is acting it with deadly seriousness, because the characters aren't in a comedy, they're in their lives. Mm -hmm. And you see Con O'Neill acting his butt off. On, especially in that opening scene, but across all three episodes, there are so many close-ups on his face where he's like on the brink of tears. And I was just blown away by his performance. Like he's he's stealing the show from me right now across these three episodes.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And the thing is, it's, uh, it's absolutely earned. It's not just the writers, oh, well, let's make him softer. Let's make him emotional. It's earned right back into season one, but certainly over these three episodes. And his emotionality, his stoicism, his love for Blackbeard slash Ed, he's probably Ed to him, he says at one point, you know me better than anyone and I know you better than anyone, which is a fantastic claim when somebody has a declared love interest that you are in fact the person that knows him the best. And I think he does. I think he's very clear-eyed about, about Blackbeard and his proclivities. He is genuinely worried for his friend. He loves him romantically or fraternally or in whatever way. He has allowed Blackbeard to cut off more of his toes because he just has. And then there's a final toe beyond which he will not go. And he's the only one to bring up steed to Blackbeard, which a true friend should. And for it, he gets shot in the leg and gets his leg cut off. But there is a beautiful moment where uh, Fang embraces him and Frenchie embraces him. And the painful desperation in the acting, the rigidity of the man as he's being embraced lovingly by these, these two other men, by these friends, is just heartbreaking. And, in fact, it's Izzy rising from his bed on one leg that shoots blackbeard which is kind of poetic and difficult and and all of those things
2: i love that izzy is somebody who i feel like was very much a villain of season one he was sort of standing in the way of ed and steed being together and the way that his character has developed to one of being I, i think you're right like genuinely in love with ed and whether or not that's like romantic or platonic i think is it but like yeah is um but at the same time now being involved and and being part of the crew in a way that i find his character very fascinating in terms of how he fits into into everything and this is somebody who i definitely i definitely thought con o'neill was on the show for like one season to play the villain and then sort of be off and so i'm so delighted that he's he's still around even actually maybe less than one season i thought maybe he'd be gone like halfway through season 1 so
1: i think he's having too much of a good time the actor
2: yeah. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. So his relationship with all the rest of the crew has changed as well. Uh, interestingly, and necessarily, because he himself has changed, I think that's that's fascinating. What about the unchanged characters? I'm thinking of Roach and Black Pete and Wee John. They're kind of trundling along as they were. They're not unaffected, but what? what I enjoyed them because I needed them because they were sort of a relief. When we, John, is just completely thrilled to be put on dressmaking duties once he gets on the black flag, just this tiny moment of of Christian Nan going, yes, when he gets given dressmaking duties. Uh, What did you think, Grace, of these, the ones that are perhaps less affected, including the Swede who we lost at the end of episode one?
2: Yeah. I hope we see him again. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, I know he's a pretty um, uh, proficient, like screenwriter. I believe the Swede is. I think he does some some. Um, God, if you just Google the Swede, you do not get our flag name <laughs> as your first uh, result, which is too bad. Uh, this Nat is Nat Faxon. Yeah, yeah, I think he's done some writing with um, the Dean from Community. Like, I think I think so. That could be a reason why he is um, disappeared from the show to a degree. But um, no, I like. I mean. I I do feel like for as much as we say the tone is darker and it definitely was that's like kind of the whole thing with like being on Blackbeard ship I still thought it was like just very funny I thought that show is like it's just well written in a way that that is uh, a delight so I was I was happy to see the rest of our our crew sort of just hanging out bumbling along figuring their way out uh, when they're working with Spanish Jackie and then later yeah um, when they've
0: left her tavern and they're (laughs) hiding uh, they're sheltering (laughs) under not a complete bridge and talking about their amenities and it starts to rain. And Black Pete says, oh, look, running water. (laughs) It's just a joke that uh, really tickled me.
1: And when Black Pete and Lucius are reunited, you can see the confusion for Black Pete. Like he, it is Lucius, but is it Lucius? He has the beard. And Then Lucius does report to Steve that he's told Black Pete some of the things that happened to him, but he's now giving him a break it's he just loves who he loves and he's let's say a simple man who as we know has very good aim if this is the Swedes last the last we see of the Swede I think they did it beautifully in that he let his compatriots into the bedroom to steal the MacGuffin and Jackie figures out that he betrayed her, but he. She says she's turned on by it. So we're not actually afraid that the Swede's going to be killed by Jackie. Perhaps he might become her new favorite husband.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think he's okay. We'll maybe see him or he's one of those. I think he's sort of famous enough outside the show that he's someone who like you could still see him showing up every once in a while, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. I think also we saw Spanish Jackie pretty early on in this first season and then didn't see her for several episodes and then right. saw her again later on. So strong possibility they end up back in the Republic of Pirates. And I feel like the pull of that location is always there. Um, when, you know, when they have nowhere else to go, that's where they turn to. And so it's certainly possible that they end up back there later on in the season.
1: Yeah, although Steed tells Prince Ricky, you know it's a it's a difficult place to be. Prince Ricky, this guy loses his nose. Calling card
0: of a of a lime, Ricky. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) stupid. So stupid. Very. But a great moment of levity for the show that is dealing with like a lot of heavy emotions among all the comedy.
1: So let's talk about some of these pairings that we see. Some are romantic and some are not. Mm-hmm. I think Auntie and Buttons is a very interesting uh, pairing. She, as we said, recognises him as a transformed sea witch. She gives him a spell book on therianthropy, therianthropy, which is the ability or affliction of humans to metamorphose into animals or hybrids, as I read on Wikipedia, uh, they do give us that. He's very excited to have it, but it seems to have a centerfold grace.
2: Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I love it because in season one, he had the bird, right? Isn't he? Yes. You, you, I believe both mm-hmm. of you. Did you both watch, rewatch season one? I did not. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been watching a lot of the TV show Rome. So I've, yeah. not, I've <laughs> not had time to rewatch season um, one, just season two. So you're thinking um, of
1: the Roman Empire every day.
2: Every, I am thinking of it every day. yeah. um so, um, but i I, I like this as like, you know, this is like so c-plot of a tv show in a way that i really like this is going to be a weird analogy for you folks but um i'm a big fan of pro wrestling and i've always like been a little bit like yeah the most popular game whatever you know i don't care i love like little weird people who are on the like undercard who like have the weird gimmicks that they stand out but they just lose all the time and i feel like this is like buttons roll to a t of just like every like probably like one every three episodes (laughs) this season which is actually only like 2.1 episodes a season unfortunately because it's only 8 episodes. I feel like we'll get a little button storyline that's like weird and quirky but I'll love it and it'll be delightful.
0: I started thinking of him as like Coach Beard from Ted Lasso. We're like we know nothing of Mm -hmm. his backstory and he's the weirdest of a weird bunch of people and anything that happens to him or that he does will make perfect sense because we don't know anything and it's kind of like let that be, let it be weird and let us not know and let it remain mysterious. And then things will just happen and we'll just go. Yeah. Okay. That makes sure, sense. He he claims to not be
2: able to do this, but is there a chance? Like, I don't think we've really gotten into 100%. like full supernatural <laughs> in this show. This. Yes, but he can do this. Is that not where we're going? Like, he yeah, has. Yeah, he talks. to the seagull.
1: Yeah, he sends mm-hmm. the seagull's wife off to. He shoot hexes on calico jack. He yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, On a season um, of television, on a on a show <laughs> where we have uh, Steed showing up as a glittery mermaid. Um, but we did not give enough credit to the glitter that really was involved good. in this mermaid really showing good. up uh i feel like we could see buttons turning into a sea witch in another form before the season's out
1: yeah side in recommendation like the last for... episode
0: after we've all forgotten about this seed <laughs> that was planted in like episode yes. 2
1: but side side recommendation for mer people on netflix which is about real mm. mermaids mer men mermaids mer people so on the red flag, which seems to be entirely crewed by women, the uh, denim looks on the red flag are just completely fantastic. They, they do have a tailoring in the morning. department. <laughs> they have a tailoring department, they have a towel department, they have eucalyptus, but they also do tai chi every morning and there's a wonderful shot that sweeps through this group of denim clad women and lands on buttons doing tai chi. Presumably for the first time ever, but he, he's just—he's <laughs> perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm a I'm a great Buttons fan. So Jim and Izzy, their relationship.
0: I Jim mean, has sort of become yeah the, the Izzy to Izzy yeah that's that right Izzy yeah. is to other people in terms of like. Holding Izzy to account for who he is and what his relationships are. The way that Izzy is to Blackbeard, he's like, You're not this guy. Remember the guy that you are and be that guy. It feels a bit like Jim is saying to Izzy, This guy's your friend. What are you doing? Like, why are you being like this? Pull yourself together. I'm going to saw off your legs so that you don't die. And then you have to get it together
2: uh that's a great line when uh, blackbeard does figure out that frenchie has not killed izzy's like you think you i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to smell my first man rotting on a ship um <laughs> but um i think it's a really good call out of like izzy or jim is izzy's izzy uh, i love that i i do have to believe this is vico Ortiz advocating to be in a like, bunch i of just things.
0: want to spend more time with john o'neill
2: but it's perfect. I mean, it's not. It's not worth us. Uh, inde- it's not like it's not just for Vico's like you know uh, enjoyment. They are. They had. They do have tremendous chemistry uh, together. Like they're they're great. Um, and I think it's fun. as it? You know, Jim is Jim. Like we talked. Like we loved so much as we were like watching the beginning of last season. Be like, is there? Is that? Uh, are we doing a thing about? Are we being? <laughs> Are we non-binary? Are we, like, transmasculine? What is happening? And then to see it, and I think that, like, it's so f- fun I because I feel like that's a little bit of, like, um, that's what Vico is, like, looking at, like, Con O'Neill being this, like, rough and tumble guy and getting to, like, explore that on the show. I love it so much. I think it's great.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's coincidental that they are the two who dispatch Blackbeard, as far as they know. So Izzy shoots him and Jim as we see sort of from Blackbeard's um, point of view, several times, (laughs) very violent. Uh, This is part of the dark, disturbing thing that we're seeing some of our favourite characters suddenly be extremely violent and we see them raise the cannonball and begin to smash it down. We assume it connected. They certainly think he's dead. So I think there's a lot of interest in that relationship and i'm i'm glad that vico was obsessed because we get this content so let's talk about the new in the context
0: of the transformations that you were talking about also jim has gotten this badass haircut uh because last i totally forgot this but last we saw jim jim had long hair and was like Yeah. yeah i'm the well and people were like there's a woman on board and jim was like yeah i don't know about woman um which is a feeling i deeply relate to Mm -hmm. um but now they have their badass haircut and when we first see them in the season they've like blackened up their face to look like they have facial hair um definitely some like really butch looks coming from jim without a beard and a funny nose uh, this time around and it's very cool to see them like fully coming into themselves there's some great fight choreography with them as well in the yeah. montage of dispatching all the ships that was really fun to see
2: Um, yeah no I, I think it's great yeah I was just wondering I feel like I like I kind of tune out to when there's action happening and I feel like you must be the opposite where you're like looking
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I want to see all the pirate sword fights it's yeah. literally my specialty yeah. I'm like, ooh, I can look away for a second as I know it's just I mean, there was some graphic violence (laughs) on Mm -hmm, it. There's a lot of severing things.
1: And breaking people over your knee. It's it's a bit of a very nice bit of sleight of hand that the first time we see the revenge crew, the mixed crew now, they are determined uh, they have Charcoal smoky eyes and beards and various things. They're very. Uh, they smell of leather and bo. I think according to Susan, uh, mm-hmm. and they are very uh, steely-eyed, dispatching people right and left, killing, blood, breaking people. And the next we see them exhausted, half washed, half not washed, and Frenchy Frenchie is. Halfway between a changed character and a not changed character, Frenchie is always opportunistic, finds his way wherever he can. And I like this actor very much. I liked him in um not Rome, the comedy one that he was in, um, which I'll if, bring to mind. If you search
2: Frenchie on Google, you're just gonna get the dog to see <laughs> <Okay. laughs> This is a classic, <laughs> a classic thing that happens through live podcasting where I'm like, I want to try and get information really quickly and I Google something like yes. without the full context, you know, and it's yes. just like Google can't like you read want, your thoughts, yeah. Yeah. You're like, you wanna you wanna know about this dog breed? I got you. And I'm like this <laughs> but is a they,
1: fry they're the ones-
2: who. Yeah. Joel Fry, he's yes, fringy. yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, uh, so they have a wonderful line where they're asked, "How do you? How are you coping? How are you being?" I mean, he's not being cheerful, but in comparison to the others, he is. And he says he puts all all the bad things in a box in his brain, and he closes the box. And you go, "Yep."
2: Can I tell you one exactly of the first time I went doing. to I went to therapy? My therapist was like, "Hey, I feel like you put all your bad thoughts in a box, and then it explodes. So we got to figure that out." And I was like, "That's exactly right." <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, there was uh, so much truth telling in this episode and uh and the sobbing that went on in here in uh, Sydney. <laughs> a or Sydney. Uh-huh. I, I can't begin to tell you. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the new love interests for there's a there's some pairings which are intriguing and I think are dealt with really well. Zed, do you want to start with uh, who do you want to start with?
0: Sure. Uh, well, we have sort of a quadrangle, if you yeah. want to talk about it, uh, at the center of which is our our dear, dear friends, Jim and Oluwande. I was like, protect Oluwande at all costs, this, yeah. this sweet, dear man. Um, who And the two of them are currently separated for much of the first three episodes. And in the meantime, uh, other people have good taste and recognize the incredible people that Jim and Oluwande are and uh, Jim is, is seeing some boobs with Archie and Oluwande is getting seduced both by boobs. Susan. Yes, both both boobs. boobs.
1: Yes, very important.
0: And that's enough. You can stop there. <laughs> um, but then how sweet when they come back yeah. together, right? And, and uh, Jim is telling Oluande about this and it's like, because you're my best friend and the person that I tell everything. And it felt weird not to tell you whether that is from romantic reasons or just because you're the person I tell everything. Um, and you know, this show feels progressive enough that this is not going to be friendship or relationship destroying that they both did some kissing with some other people.
2: I love it. I think I thought that scene was such a treat because I was kind of waiting for them to come back together and what would happen. They've been, you know, doing their own their own thing. I do love, um, I do want to say Alawande, um and Susan, it's so sweet. Uh, I, if people have missed it, because I for sure am like, I can't believe I didn't turn the episode off when the credits start because I'm, I don't know if you know this again, I'm watching a lot of TV. So, <laughs> oh, the show's over. I got to get to the next thing. Um, but there are post-credit scenes for all three episodes of uh, the season. And I believe episodes two is uh, 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 Archie is like, like using the map and like doing it and explaining to Susan. And then, and then um Alawande comes in and is like, Susan, do you, I know we had to talk about that thing. And she's like, Oh, what do we have to talk about? And he's like, no, I thought you just maybe wanted to break from like the, the map, the, the like explanation of the, of the strategy board. I thought it was so sweet. And yet, I, I don't know. I'm sort, I'm so torn, Sarah, about whether or not I actually, do I want Jim and Alawande to get together or do I want them to be these like, very good friends who will support each other as they like explore these other relationships. Um because I I on one hand I'm like, oh that's so sweet. I want them to be together. On the other hand, I was like, oh, they just had these nice things elsewhere. Maybe they're just like platonic friends who will support each other's journey. I don't know.
1: I think it's interesting that Susan, the fierce pirate who conquered China, they all <laughs> have a lot of difficulty with that word. And I wonder mm-hmm. if it's slightly influenced by anything. Uh is is very hesitant when she asks about the shipments that Alawande had with Jim. Was it ongoing? She's being very respectful, Mm -hmm. finding out if Oluwanda's shipments is still ongoing before she makes her move, which hilariously Alawande thinks is her being about to kill him. But in fact, she's trying to seduce him. I like the Susan character very much. At the end of the third episode you know being scorned somewhat slightly mm-hmm. as she might feel by alawande but also betrayed by the men auntie did tell her don't bring men on board which is a lovely flip of what yeah. we hear susan likes men because they're weaker and uh, softer
2: sure i said it was archie doing the thing it's auntie right doing the, yeah. the, yes. the like uh, know, yes apologies yeah apologies new apologies. characters you know new characters, new characters I'm just learning is. them yeah
1: uh <laughs> But uh, so she's slightly scorned in her in her sexual advances because Oluwande did keep his pants on, but also she was warned by Auntie not to have so many men on board and because there would be mutiny because Auntie can smell mutiny, and guess what? She's right. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She doesn't want to say I told you so, but she'll say it at some point. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, what a great moment when she runs in as the two of them are kissing and says, put your pants on, mutiny. <laughs> He's like, I have my pants
1: on. I have my pants on. <laughs> pants on. That's right,
0: yes. Speaking That's of great.
1: mutiny, my other favorite line was uh, Blackbeard telling Hornygold, his old captain, that uh, he'd had a mutiny and Hornygold said, there's always a mutiny. How, he says, how yeah, special, my,
0: how not basic his mutiny my,
1: was. My mutiny was really special. I yeah. steered into a storm.
2: It, wait, can we talk just very quickly about Hornigold and, and uh, Blackbeard yes. in terms of these pairs? The the way, again, this, yeah, this show is like, is darker in tone. And also there's a full scene where Blackbeard pretends to run an inn. Jeff's <laughs> inn
0: by the sea. The return of Jeff, the accountant from the uh, French soiree. Of season one, (laughs) I love that Jeff came back,
2: and he's just immediately the guy's being rude. He's like, "Why are you being rude?" Jeff is being so kind. (laughs) That's kind of how I live my life. Like, why are you being mean? I'm just trying to be nice.
0: (laughs) Another moment that is someone who has worked in customer service for a very long time, I felt so hard. You're (laughs) being mean for no reason. So nice to you (laughs) when
1: Jim dings the when horny gold dings the bell and says does anyone even work here
2: <laughs> why do you have your back turned you haven't rung the bell yet so how would i know you
0: <laughs> oh man oh, well it's just yeah so i mean
2: yeah
0: yeah ed blackbeard does this to himself he's standing there and hornigold's like fine i'll do your little cosplay i'm standing here he's like you have to ding the bell that is obviously here on this table and by bell i mean poke this seashell that is here on this table and hornigold's all right you want to do this? Oh, we'll do this. I'll ding your bell and you'll be sorry. <laughs> yes.
1: And um, he turns around with a little, with a little sprig. He looks great. T-shirt. He, looks, he looks great. Very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. His little boutonniere on his black T-shirt and skinny jeans, which is he says, <laughs> what he's wearing here in Purgatory, the gravy yes. basket. Yeah.
1: He has a new tattoo as well, as we've seen across his back. It says, trust no one. So yeah. that's, that's um, sad and dark.
2: Sarah, you talk a lot about like transformations of this shit. Like, it's been a big theme we've picked up. Did I on. mention that and...
1: before? Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. I mentioned okay. it a few times. I love
2: yeah. trans. Uh <laughs> That's it. That's the joke. <laughs> that just it's the end. <laughs> I love trans. Um, but I was wondering because you two rewatched season one. I was wondering if you two, because I was just as I'm like looking, I'm like wikipedia I'm looking. I'm like, oh yeah, Chauncey badminton Where's Where's Rory Kinnear? Did that get resolved in season one? And I'm wondering if there's anything else that you felt like. Does it seem noticeable that potentially, I don't think this show was impacted by the writers. The only they've been act, impacted by the. Uh, actor strike in that like unfortunately none of the actors will be able to promote this show as it's currently happening um but i was wondering if like you picked up on anything that seems to have been like you know they i think sometimes this it feels like it could be a critique of a show that like the end of season one, you set up some things or have some things. And then you get back to season, you know, you get back in the writer's room or you get back to the center. You're like, ah, eh, maybe it didn't work as well as we thought maybe. And so we're going to like pivot. Um, did they wrap up Chauncey Bam? Did his, I know that one of them got stabbed in the eye. Did the other one also get stabbed in the eye? Am I misremembering? And is there shush. anything else? He got shot in the eye. Is there anything else that like, they tripped. Feels-
0: that's right. McDonald's so both badminton's are dead? Sort of accidentally right? killed both of them.
2: Okay, yes. okay, great. So that's not a plot. Is there anything else you notice, like, from season the end of season one to season two that feels like they've pivoted or changed courses? It feels pretty consistent. I'm just intrigued.
0: Sarah, what
1: do you think? I hadn't considered that. I mean, they've taken a turn. I don't know if they've pivoted right or left. They've taken a turn down into this... The depths. The depths yeah. and the darkness. The watery deep. And... Mm-hmm. The dreams that people have. There are a lot of dreams I mean, in real life. Never tell anyone your dreams. It's instantly boring. Don't do it. In, this, in TV, you can show them. In TV, you can <laughs> not only show them, and we see an, uh, I mean, a couple of At least of dreams. Darby is a glittery mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, uh-huh. with a latex. Oh, it's just beautiful. Uh, but also, Ed tells Izzy that he, he brings Izzy, discovered legless, a pistol and tells him that he dreamed that Izzy shot him and he turns his back and he said, you did it while I was standing. I mean, it's, oh, I could almost cry now. And Izzy says, I won't do what you won't do for yourself. So uh, that's sort of the, the darkness that we get, the fact that, as Lucia says, blackbeard is doing these like really terrible things where he he wasn't before so i don't know that there's been a pivot right and left it's interesting that you bring up the badmintons because we're talking about death like they're definitely dead they're not coming back
2: well i think i think one i would say and it i again i think this like makes sense but zed you brought it up earlier that like yeah i don't think we're getting much of like mary back home like i do think we're like pretty much in pirate world for the most part unless it's like convenient to at some point like have the king be back around you know but for the most part it's like that's not like a through line of the season it feels like this this season in a way that it was last season and I think that's a smart choice not that I don't like that's I I really I did really like the mayor stuff but also thought that that played so well into Steve like it was important to address that whereas in season two now that it's much more about the this crew I don't think that's and it you know might show up but I don't think it needs to be the through line it was last season if that makes sense
0: I agree. I think they resolved it really well in the final episode of season one, where Steed comes back and is like, OK, I came back. We just pretend this all never happened and we'll just go back to being unhappily married forever because that seems to be what I'm supposed to do. Uh, and I went to make myself happy and I had this nagging you know, feeling that I was neglecting my husbandly, fatherly duties. So here I am. Uh, and Mary's like, I've moved on i'm a successful yeah. artist i'm really. called the widow bonnet now i have this hot lover doug and he's really great and he makes me breakfast in bed um and i feel like, like our through oh. line
2: might here might be susan right is like <laughs> our uh, no like our other like who's not with our crew muslim is maybe chasing the career looking for lit- mm-hmm. very i mean it will be looking for revenge uh right uh, yeah. but <laughs> can be another place we pop like when we need to like cut from the ship we can cut to right susan and auntie as like oh yeah i think the, the mary
1: storyline was was really beautifully done the children are thriving the the, yeah. the daughter is running around with her hair flying in in trousers and we are very happy that she has the widow brigade not that widow brigade but the widow brigade <laughs> i think it was i won't say a neat tie off because that implies that it was like oh let's quickly finish i mean it was beautifully yeah, and finished. like they didn't, the didn't pretend to
0: maul right. him with a, a wild jungle cat and drop a piano on, a, on a so beautiful <laughs> so beautiful <laughs> nothing neat shenanigans. the shenanigans uh, <laughs> yeah the shenanigans that freed <laughs> steed from his worldly life to go yeah, live his freed life her piracy. as well but i mean it he was does... very amicable and like, and really, yeah, yeah really like completely. adultly handled in terms of they're both like, oh, we want different things. And we've found those things. And those things are not together. And seed coming back allowed them to have that conversation that they couldn't have over a telephone, because that doesn't exist. Um, So that now they can both move on with their lives. And this is not a show that's about Mary. That would be a great show, too. But that's not this show. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're done with that. And Grace, I think that's a smart thought that maybe, you know, we've got all our people now back on our ship, but we certainly have not seen the last of... Of the queen, I yes, queen. Be. yes. Queen. Well, yeah. she's but going space.
1: to become the the antagonist. She's going to become yeah. the big bad. I mean, she has an entire storyline of her own, which we see in Auntie moving the ships around because Auntie can figure out where every ship on the sea is. uh Depending, it was so on nice the of Allawanda
2: to, to clean those up, though. oh So nice. <laughs>
1: But he could remember where they were. Yeah, I remember where they were. <laughs> but the interesting thing that I, that I absolutely loved, and we suddenly got a bit um, Werner Herzog, was he said, oh, yes, there were ships all over the sea and some of them were on the land. And uh-huh. we, in fact, see, <laughs> like Fitzgeraldo, we see the two ships being taken over land, I, I guess, to get from the China Sea to the Caribbean. And I just loved that scene. I was like, suddenly back in Fitzcarraldo, which is one of my favorite, um, my favorite movies. So she has an empire-building frame of mind. She's conquered a, an entire land, and when they take down a pirate ship, she goes to see John, who initially feels he he wants to sh- kill himself, he wants to shoot himself in the head, looking his. the the person who vanquished him in the eye he initially thinks it's steed then he thinks it's alawande and then as she says it's very
0: culturally difficult for you to have been (laughs) beaten by a woman so great what a great line that you could so easily miss yeah
1: fantastic but she suggests that that yes he could shoot shoot himself in the head knowing that his last act on earth was being conquered by a woman or they could have drinks champers (laughs) champers
2: Yeah, this feels well, like the her potentially like where we'll check in is that potentially she's not interested in immediately going after um Steed and and Blackbeard. Potentially she can amass together the work that she has done previously, uh, you know, cooperation and then go after um this revenge crew.
1: Yeah, so she seems to want to make a, a coalition of pirates because you know, they're just trying to make a living. They don't really want to kill each other. Know, keeping their The crew fed the Spanish and... and the Dutch are just you know,
0: and the English them. and the English
1: <laughs> yes, so I think there's a whole world there. And again, the the red flag. Once we board the red flag, it's an entire ship that is already in action, you know, with a crew already doing what they do. So I think this idea of kind of felt situations and felt relationships that are new to us as we watch it, but feel very real um, and lived in. It is just fantastic, helped very much by the set and the costume design. As I said, they're denim pirates aboard the Red Flag they have uh, what we used to call, uh, they have little black cloth slippers, they have socks, Uh, they are steeders on towels, apparently a lot of towels, you need a lot of towels on the Red Flag, and he's walking around with a little trolley. I mean, I just thought it was, ah oh, fantastic. I don't know what Lucius's job is. Um, Wee John goes to dressmaking. Uh, Buttons goes to armaments. And I don't know what Lucius's I, job is.
2: I do Red love boy. that for, like, as sort of, we we love Steve Bonnet. And he's, like, very much become, you know, uh, he's always been, like, he's trying to create, he's the gentleman pioneer. He's paying wages and all this stuff. But I, I do like, for as much as... Um, he's he's grown and learning the pirate lifestyle when he does get put on towels he goes certainly i'm more qualified than towels <laughs> you,
0: don't you don't know you know yeah, You know. yeah that's great ever been to a chinese restaurant i can't fold napkins like mm, that true mm. true mm. uh
1: yes so so that's susan and i i imagine that we're going to have her for the entire season and auntie auntie is just wonderful she she, that is her name her name mm-hmm. is auntie and a uh, wonderful new zealand uh, actor there
0: yeah it's a whole crew of of new Zealand friends i feel like that have shown up on this season the new the new folks there's um, because some, the, the yeah. actor who played uh Ricky, um is also in uh taika's new movie uproar which i only know because of you grace is he I an other, the i don't
2: think uproar is Is Uproar Taika's uh, next goal wins? Is that right? There there are two New Zealand movies coming out that are both, one is about rugby and one's about soccer. So I believe, uh, yeah, because I was noticing that I think, well, Mini Driver is in Uproar, which I think is not the Taika movie. So I'm like, this is where it's like, uh, they're all mixed together. But I love that everybody knows everybody. Oh, you're uh, right. That's not
0: a Taika. uh, Prince Richard Burns. Yes. Yes. But Mini Driver and Reese Darby are also in Uproar. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and did, just yeah. to, to wind back, the, um, the Roman show that um, Joffrey is in is called Plebs. Look it out. It's fantastic. Uh, I was very sorry that he didn't go to season two, but then he popped up in Game of Crap. So, you know, <laughs> no. and now he's in and, this. And
0: uh, Captain, um, oh, goodness. Uh, Hornigold, Gold. Uh, the yes. actor Mark Mitchinson, also in Uproar. So, if you'd like to see a bunch of people from Our Flag Means Death, uh, you can watch Uproar when it comes out in It's very good. I love it. this idea of the yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, our, our directors for the first two episodes were David Jenkins, the creator of the show, and Andrew DeYoung, who both directed in season one. The writers David Jenkins, Alyssa Lane, Alex Sherman, and Adam Stein all wrote for the first season as well. So I think we're going to, it's this, the idea of the, the crew, you know, extends beyond just the actors and I think there's something that gives a great integration there. Zed, you wanted to talk about the music and the music is certainly a very powerful Uh, Yeah, Uh,
0: I I noticed this rewatching season one and then certainly in the episodes of season two, in particularly in the beginning and ends of episodes. And then anytime there's like a fight scene montage, uh, we will often like lose dialogue and sometimes even lose the sound effects of what is happening. And it's just overpowered by the soundtrack. And I think when used correctly, that's really, really effective. Uh, as this show does several times over. Um, the two of the times that made me, that hit me the hardest were the start of the second episode when we're seeing Blackbeard's breakdown and then he pushes the wedding cake toppers out the window, um, which is just like, it should be so silly. But with that soundtrack and with uh, Tyga's like face in the window, it is devastating. Um, and then certainly the whole final um montage at the end of episode three with uh ed in the water and steed like sitting over him like begging him to wake up um with really great music in the background as well is just so powerful and then in contrast but to the same effect the end of episode two which is very dark there's no music there's just the sound of the rain uh over the credits so it's like mostly silent with this like Dismal feeling and the rain before you get the silly little post credit scene of Oluande at the end.
2: Um, that I do assume that you do have an ear for the music, but also I can tell you've been podcasting with Adam H, <laughs> 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 the person who's most like ah uh, the music actually. But it's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that, <is laughs> so that integration that's
1: incredible. <laughs> Speaking of fight scenes, what we haven't oh, look there's so much we haven't said, but I did want to highlight the fight between Jim and. Archie, newly sexual partners, one assumes. I mean, boobs have been seen. We saw Mm -hmm. kisses. And Blackbeard says he is going to, this is in the storm, Blackbeard says he's going to shoot a cannonball into the mast and they will all definitely die unless Jim and Archie fight to the death. Uh, Jim refuses and (laughs) Archie just full-on punches Jim in the face. They're fighting. Jim gets the better of Archie. Archie's on the ground looking up. Jim doesn't want to kill her and Archie says, ah, it's just life. And Jim says, not my life. Oh, I just shivers. Some of the writing is extraordinary. So there's this action scene and then we get this incredible snapshot of two people and their basic inner core that Archie has just decided Her life is being a pirate and it will be short and brutal and this is the end of it. And Jim refusing the life that Nana set them on, which was to be an assassin. And then they throw a cannonball at Blackbeard. But, you know, (laughs) we we are complex creatures.
2: I always say, like, the, the 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 best comedies will, like, you're laughing so hard, at, then they punch you in the gut, because they're so, like, you, you get so invested in these people, and they, and you're, like, having fun with them, and then um these dramatic, these dramatic turns they take, it hurts more than almost, like, in a drama, where you're, like, you know, you lose somebody, you're, like, yeah, kind of expected it, but, like, here, it's, like, oh, my gosh, you got me, you got me right in my heart, yeah, it's been very good, the show's very good at that.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great strength of this writing team and then certainly the actors as well, that that switch goes in both directions, right? Yeah. That they can go from making you laugh really hard and then hitting you with something that hurts so much. And then similarly, you know, you can be in this really emotional moment and then someone will say something so funny um, that just has you laughing after you were like hanging on every word and you're hanging on every word, right? <laughs> as a really great joke gets delivered, um and that's the beautiful thing of these like short episodes uh, but that have covered you know so much ground in terms of like catching us up on so many different characters and their relationships and their journeys and we went so many places and we saw so many people in such a short span of time
1: yes i think that that the this, the series i mean we haven't seen all of them we've seen 3 plants its flag, plants its stake in the sand with the very first scene, which, um, as Ed said, is a bearded steed in a dream, as we immediately realise, fighting Izzy, killing Izzy and Ed running towards him on the beach. And as they meet, there's the most glorious, moist, rumbling farting sound and ed is apologizing
2: i forgot season two um, started with a fart st- joke i did uh, that. St- that
0: was like the one thing i could have done without it oh no yet. i love I it agree. i was like, like i is
1: apologizing this. to ed i'm so sorry i'm so sorry as the farting continues and of course he wakes to find yeah, I think it's under like, a hammock filled with Wee John.
2: They're like complaining. He's complaining about the fart. Then it's like, is that as annoying as you? Yeah, they're like, oh
0: Ed, oh Ed, all night. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. But yes, yeah.
1: be Well, I'm not as loud as you're shushing. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. We're straight yeah. back into the <laughs> rough and tumble.
0: Yeah,
2: it's good.
1: All right. So, please consider becoming a post show recaps patron get early access to podcasts as well as patreon exclusive podcasts you can sign up at patreon.com slash show recaps or posher recaps.com slash patreon
0: yes and any level both of ways
2: that's right <laughs>
1: yeah
2: either ways. or uh, any level the patreon gets you access to the discord and merch is available at higher levels
0: and if you just want the merch, you can head to the store, postshowrecaps.com slash store is your place to buy Post Show Recaps merchandise, including t-shirts, mugs, or a hat. Or a
1: wooden leg. We haven't seen a wooden leg yet. I am assuming. Uh, I don't that's think coming.
0: we have PSR branded wooden legs just yet.
1: <laughs> Get on it. Uh, Grace, what do you have going on and where can the people
2: find you? Uh, I am on socials at Hi from Grace. right? Go for Grace. It depends. I don't know if we've officially moved away from X. I feel like I can't like stop. Uh, myself, which is bad, but whatever. Uh, I have a lot going on. Uh, a Rome rewatch podcast thing about Rome every day. It's the fall of Rome. Uh, the morning show, movies. Uh, Jess and I are launching full spoiler recaps. Uh, there's, there's a trailer out this week. Basically, we're like, if the show drops as a binge or it's just wrapped up its weekly episodic, like, um, episodes, but it we didn't cover it fully we're going to cover it there we're going to cover the continental from the world of john wick this week is the first show uh, and again yeah i'm on socials at high from grace or at go for grace
1: amazing and uh, zed where can the people find you
2: you can
0: find me at hard rock hope wherever I have a presence on the internet and you can find me streaming video games at twitch.tv slash hard rock hope. I'm currently playing my first legend of Zelda game. I'm playing tears of the kingdom. I'm not good at it. Hmm. I desperately need help. Um, So if you want to come help me, you can do that on my Twitch channel. Uh, and I'm covering Final Fantasy IX with the aforementioned Adam H every week here on Post Show Recaps. You can find that in the Final Fantasy feed. Um, also coming out any day now, I was on an episode of Fighting, a genius podcast, oh. over on our friends at Silent Podcast, talking about uh, our dear favorite show, The Genius. Uh, so if you're a genius fan, keep an eye out, because I've been trying to talk about it forever, okay, t- and I finally got to do that.
2: Tangent before Sarah does Is there? there's like a new... Korean game show on Netflix is the Devil's right? Plan yes. on yes. Netflix. Yeah, interesting. I'm not a, must watch. a, a no,
0: Netflix yeah. user, so oh. I can't watch it. But okay. yeah. I've heard good we things. Could,
1: we could sort that out for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can follow me at Sarah Carradine on all the things. If that's something you would like to do, every Tuesday, Murray Fourth and I bring you a true crime review on Crime Scene. That's S E E N on RHAP Reality TV Rehapups. Ups. And over on Silent Podcasts, I'm covering the Amazing Race Australia Celebrity Edition with the icon that is Annabelle Fiddler. So watch episodes four and five, Fun and Games and the Curse of the Seafaring Life, and send us your comments and questions. For now, we are signing off with an X. Grace Leader, Brooklyn Zed. And Sarah Carradine. Join us next week. And until then, am I crushing you?